For this week's podcast, we read Dicker and Wernicke, 2019. The title of the passage we read was Apologia, Argument, and Philosophical Pairs in American Political Discourse. In the beginning of this article, they are speaking about public apologies. In the article, they state that political apologia is very relevant in politics. However, in more recent times, where more hateful speech is apparent in regards to race, gender, religion, ethnicity, etc., that traditional apologia is no longer enough. The first main section of this essay is traditional apologia and philosophical pairs. This first section talks about how Ware and Ling Kugel, 1973, repurposed Abelson's four modes of resolution. First, the raider bolsts by pushing views held favorably by the audience. Second, denial is the counterpart of bolstering. Third, differentiation operates as a dissociative strategy, helping the audience separate and contextualize specific actions. And fourth, transcends links topics, quote, to a broader conceptual framework, moving the audience cognitively from the particulars of the change charge at hand, end quote, towards a more generalized view of the reader's character or position. These four modes are the basis for a lot of analysis of apologetic discourse. Political apologia is heavily based on image restoration, which I do agree with. However, like the article states, it is not appropriate in a situation where an image can't be restored because guilt is undeniable. The essay then looks into apologetic discourse with focus on the notion of guilt. They state that traditional apologia wouldn't be effective in apologizing for inhumane events. They then state Perelman and Obrecht Tateka's work, understanding the relationship between reality and appearance. This grouping establishes a hierarchy for, now the audi- for how the audience perceives argumentative structure and acts prototypically for the term, quote, philosophical pairs, end quote. The second main section of this essay is American Zionism and Modern Antisemitism. This section believes the thin line between a discussion of political Zionism and cultural Zionism becomes difficult when those outside when those outside of the Jewish community conflate the two concepts, proposing the idea that criticizing the Israeli government is the same as attacking Jewish people. Back to the previous topic of the appearance and reality philosophical pairs, the essay then talks about Congresswoman Omar's response to her anti-Semitic posts. She uses the bolstering and denial strategies for her traditional apologia. Her apology, however, never states if her comment was anti-Semitic. It simply just explains that anti-Semitism exists, which we all know. When she states she didn't intend to, quote, offend, she is trying to get herself out of the negative action that she completed. From hearing Congresswoman Omar's apology and the way it worked, I think this technique is very popular in today's political and pop culture apologies that we see online. The most current apology I can think of that seems similar to Congresswoman Omar's apology was Travis Scott's as a result of the Astroworld incident. Similarly to how Congresswoman Omar stated, quote, this is why I unequivocally apologize, end quote, to bolster her sincerity, Travis Scott posted a video with black and white with a black and white filter explaining how devastated he was about the incident. Along with Travis Scott's apology, his wife Kylie Jenner stated, quote, we weren't aware of any fatalities until the news came out, end quote. This also seems very similar to Congresswoman Omar's attempt to place distance between them and their negative actions. To conclude this podcast, I agree with the explanation that those called on to apologize often use traditional apology tactics modes to do so.